What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. Joining us here in the basement, we got John and Drake uh, for us tonight. It's Thursday evening. We're just going to kind of hang around, talk about some of the teams that we haven't discussed over the last few weekends. We'll get into any questions you guys got in the chat room. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be living loose tonight. Drake, what's going on, my man? How are we doing? Doing well, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. And John, what is cooking up in that basement? Uh, Just just excited that uh, Chris and Giannis are back for the Bucs. so just living the dream right now. And we, uh, so it's, as, as we're recording this, it's January 26th. I think we have another two or three weeks up until the NBA All-Star Week. So we're, we're kind of at the point where we kind of know, like, who's, who's what. The good teams are the good teams. And we have a couple teams that we're excited about, maybe closer towards trade deadline. Uh, but Drake mentioned pre-show about these, Oklahoma, these young Oklahoma City Thunder kids. Uh, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. They're averaging... 116.9 points per game, which is pretty high. They're not great defensively, but uh, there's some fun uh, prospects brewing on this team. So I thought maybe we would lead it off here with OKC Thunder. Let's pull up their fantasy roster. And uh, have either of you guys caught an OKC game on, on live TV in here anytime lately? I haven't. Drake's about to watch him in a couple days, but I, yeah, I've seen watch him. Yeah, I've seen them play a couple times. Um, with and without Shea, and they're they have a lot of interesting pieces, and you never know who's really going to be in the rotation. I mean, they have a couple guys who are pretty constant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I've been really impressed with Jalen Williams. Uh, you got to flip a coin on this team because there's two of them, but the one that gets a lot of minutes and plays relatively regularly, he's been pretty fantastic, um, and had a couple. You know, he's a little boomer bust sometimes, but. I think he's a rookie, so yeah, not a lot of busts. Out, for a rookie, his output is pretty impressive. Uh, this is Duke. This was a 14th round draft pick in our fantasy league too. So this is um, this is as consistent as they come for a rookie. Like this is fantastic. Um, Did he play for Duke, John? Oof. Is this the Jalen Williams from Duke? I don't remember. I, I'm, he very well might be. Santa Clara Broncos. Pick number two. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so there you go. Broncos representing here. Uh, but either way, so like um, – Well, they do. To be up. fair, they do have two Jalen Williamses, so one of them is probably from Duke. <laughs> right, let's, let's, get, let's get this out of the way. Let's figure it out. I think it's the center. Jalen. Mr. Jalen is – he's from Arkansas Razorback. So yeah, I don't no, know anything. So. No Duke. Maybe there's another Jalen Williams out there that we're um, – that were not uh, Jason Williams back in the day. Yeah, Charlotte, <laughs> right? Um, Is there a, a guy in Charlotte? Who cares? Um, but for fantasy, this team, I mean, you got you got SGA putting up 55 points per game over the last seven days. You have Josh Giddy, who uh, – Giddy's a second-year player now, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, he is – he's a really fun, exciting player. Um, he's going to flirt with a triple-double almost every other night. And he's very consistent. It's good to see him taking another step in uh, – potentially being a nice rock for them for the next few years. Uh, it looks like, again, Jalen Williams can be a guy that they can build around. But after that, <clears throat> there's really no one in fantasy that I think is reliable on their teams. Kendrick Williams, I think he's a guy that you can maybe add for a night or two on a back-to-back. Uh, what's going on with Lou Dort? Because a lot of people were excited about him last year. Um, looks like he's playing well. I thought he missed some time earlier in the year. He did, yeah. Hamstring. Uh, but it looks like he's settling back into kind of their third or fourth uh, scoring option. Some nights it looks like he'll put up some 20. So he's still a player. 26.8% owned seems a little 
a little low. So if you're playing in a 10-man league, go check out Lou Dort. And then uh, either of you guys know anything about Isaiah Joe? No. Two first names. Yeah. So um, when, when I do my waiver wire show, I usually do that on Sunday night or Monday night. Uh, this is a guy that's been kind of tripping the sensors lately. So he's got a, a mid to high teens for a floor. Uh, but when he gets those, when he, when he gets over 20 minutes, he's going to be a guy that can be useful in 12 man leagues. And you can see over his last seven days compared to his season stats, the minutes are up almost seven minutes per game. Points are up almost five per game. Rebounds, assists are down and whatever, but uh, more usage for the young backup shooting guard. So someone to keep an eye on Isaiah Joe, uh, any other names to, to keep an eye on here? I guess you guys want to talk a little bit about, I mean, if we're playing NBA 2K, what do you do as OK, OKC owner? Uh, what, do you, what do you see this team going uh, to do in the future? Can you keep going down the list? I'm, I'm just curious if there's any uh, more relevance here. Yeah, Wiggins here. Wiggins, <clears throat> very inconsistent with his minutes. He's missed a couple games here. Uh, on the season, though, he was averaging 18 minutes. Now it's down to about 15. Um, looks like SGA had the illness, so that's when he kind of – piped in there so he's kind of their sixth seventh man most nights uh Ousman Diang I don't know how to say his first name uh don't know if it matters uh recalled from the G League and then I mean Muscala still banging around here there's the Jalen Williams from Arkansas and then uh, what happened to Darius Basley he that's was, what I'm wondering Basley was such a good <clears throat> piece I mean he was a guy at the end of last year that I think we all were picking up for like a, a game or two uh, and he was putting up a lot of points. You can see he goes in like kind of block sprees, and he's a good rebounder, good interior guy. Uh, but it looks like he is kind of on the back burner this year. Do they have anybody injured that they're missing? Well, they're missing uh, Alexei up there. I can't. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Poku, Poku. And they're also missing Chet Holmgren. Like this team is right, set. Right. So Poku. He hasn't played in a long time. Yeah. He, yeah. He. Oh. He's done for a year. Uh, tibial plateau fracture in his left leg. This is on uh, Rip for oh. New Year's. Gonna be really reevaluated in six to eight weeks. So, I mean, we're out until after NBA All Star Weekend, so not till March. But it's just surprising. Mm -hmm. Like, who is their big man? Who are they using? They just aren't. I, I guess it's. I guess it's sometimes they they aren't. They're they're running a really short lineup then, huh? Yeah. I want to look. Let's. Um. I want to pull up. Uh, so they just played Atlanta the other night. It looks like SGA put up 36. I just want to see some of the box scores and the the minutes and things like that. They're not getting blown out in games. I mean, yeah, the they're, they're, they're there. They're two games under 500. So like, they, I mean, that's a, they didn't even win 20 games last year, if I recall. So uh, this is a step in the right direction, and it's impressive. Without you know, without they're out of the tank. Um. So here you go. I mean, they're starting your Jalen Williams and your Kenrick Williams at the four and five spots. So this is a run and gun team and they're going to want to put up shots. <clears throat> this is similar, not the similar lineup, but similar to what the Cavs were at last year. Okay. Young kind of had some stuff going, kind of had some stuff going wrong. And now uh, they got the pieces and guys coming back from injury next year. You insert Holmgren and then another potential. Should, right. I mean, Holmgren and Poku. So they're, they're on the fringe right now. If they can somehow get it closer to the top five pick, but they're, they're playing well enough right now where they're on the, the fringe of a top 10 pick. And, you know, we mentioned seven and three. Well, scroll down a little bit, though, because they have other picks in that draft, I assume. So they're here at 10, and then I don't see any other in the first wow. round. Well, they, they have a bunch of picks coming up. So go to the second round, though. Uh, here is probably own it. 
Um, so they have the 37th overall pick. Okay, they took this year off. Next year, yeah, I think, I think, I think starting next year, then they have picks on picks on picks for a year for a couple of years. Some of the run. Paul Paul George, the Paul George picks are a little delayed. I remember yeah. that. Um, and then they've moved Adams and all those guys. I think they were all delayed. Like Presty set this up beautifully. Hats off to him. Yeah, and they're already and they're doing just fine this year. And they're I playing mean, well. Yeah. yeah, they're not going without get, like, two main future pieces, right? So is it is it safe to say that, like they're they're no longer a sure, rebuilding yeah. team like they have a foundation kind of clearly forming. I mean SGA Giddy Dort can be your third score. They really just need to get that interior figured out mm-hmm. um, and get another. Which it's it's on the IR right now. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know exciting things about the Thunder, but <clears throat> for fantasy, I mean, again, it's it's really only SGA Giddy, and then I guess if you want to play, uh, you know, on a night to night basis, whether it's one of the Williams is here, Dort, whenever he gets back. Keep an eye on that Isaiah uh, Joe, too, because he, he's played well in relief of other players. But uh, oh, got to shout out James Ro- or Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Um, he's uh, he's He was playing center for them for a significant period of time this year, and I was playing him. I had him in fantasy for a little bit. He was a guy last year that I think a lot of people were picking up in deeper leagues. Um, so this is a report from – it sounds like he's getting close to returning. Um, yeah, I mean, for a team with no center, he just someone to keep an eye on. All right, well, we'll slap that interested there. Uh, I mean, what do you do with Poku right now? Again, he's I, not, I thought he was out for the year. Yeah, he's not back. Until he comes the back year. at the end of the year. I mean, it's not yeah, going to matter. There's I don't nothing think to do with him, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't he probably think so. doesn't play, right? Um, probably Poku was up. their start. Was there was one of their starters? When yeah, he was playing at Holmgren. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, next year, yeah, Chet Chet takes his spot next. No, year. I'm saying they're both the same player. I mean, they they could probably play together. Yeah, I mean, Poku's impressive yeah. when he plays. Yep, good shooter. Sure. Um, I just I think, is this a team that has anything to do with the trade deadline? Or are they kind of just content with what they got? They don't want to make. They don't want to you know muddy the. I could see them maybe selling um, some of these other like Mike Muscala gets moved at every trade deadline. Or they're one of those teams that, you know, they take a guy that is getting paid too much elsewhere and they just want to kind of offload it and get something. I, I could see them moving money or something. I mean, their most valuable player that they would realistically move is Dort. Yeah. And he's part of the future. I mean, yeah. he's, what, 24? They just something like that, yeah, as a third-year player. Yeah. So I, I don't – is there a whole lot of movement? If this was NBA 2K, yeah. like outside of Dort, all these guys are gone for me. <laughs> I got picks. But yeah, otherwise, um, I mean, Presty Presty is known to you know wheel and deal better than just about anyone. So I I'm not really I, you would I could you would see Basley and Shea, uh, SGA is unavailable, untouchable. Outside of that, I, I don't know what Presty's vision is. Like, does he? You're I, not I think moving like, Giddy. Do guys like Giddy and Williams, um, you know, Jalen Williams, the good one, and and you know some of these other guys like Poku, even maybe are these guys that you want for the future, or are you know is someone like Giddy, like when you have a point guard, a, a ball dominant guy like SGA, like could you move a guy like Giddy and get incredible return on investment, and maybe like set yourself up even better for the future? I don't know. I I would assume you want to keep a lot of these young pieces, but Presty is. It's hard to know what's going on in his mind. He doesn't. He, so, he doesn't use. Us. He doesn't move young players, though, does he? 
It's usually he, he, not. I don't I know. Mean, a guy like Giddy, I would think, is untouchable at this point. It'd be very would, hard to offer a trade for Giddy. Unless yeah, it'd be hard to get good value for Giddy. For yeah. sure. I'm just looking at their recent wins here. They, I mean, they lost to Atlanta, a tough game. That's a that's a good fight. Uh, they snuck out a win against Denver at Denver, which is impressive, and put up a good fight against Sacramento. But then they went on a little Eastern Conference run. A three straight uh, road game streak here is nice. So, and, and, and by one, game, the one point yeah. loss, yeah, one point yeah. loss, and some nice wins here too. The Orlando one's weird, but I don't know what happened in that Boston they game. They embarrassed Boston that game. Wasn't playing, but Orlando has been playing better. Orlando, I think Boston's guys games. actually played too in that game, Kyle. I think um, we haven't talked about Orlando, have we yet? This uh, the last few weeks. Um, we should talk about them. Yeah, because that, that's a team that uh, we were talking about Jalen Suggs in our other group chat. And <clears throat> he's kind of like – he's kind of just lost in the mix there as kind of their number three or four uh, guard. And now it's looking like they, they play a lot of players, but they have they, they, just, they have too many guys. Uh, this is a team that I think we're going to probably expect to see make some moves um, at the trade deadline. Hopefully we'll see. But otherwise – um, over the last 15 days, they have five guys averaging more than 24.9 fantasy points per game. They don't really have like a stud stud. I, I think Banchero, of course, but for fantasy right now, these guys are all useful pieces. Franz Wagner, uh, Wendell Carter, Banchero, Fultz, and Cole Anthony. But after that, <clears throat> I mean, Jonathan Isaac's back. Um, so happy to see that. Um, but you can see they use a lot of guys here. Like we're going down all the way down here to Jalen Suggs, only getting 15 minutes per game. Mobamba getting no minutes. Um, it's it's just it's too deep of a lineup, I think, right now. Uh, what do you guys think? J- John, why don't you take the lead on this? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit it pretty well, Kyle. There there are a lot of pieces here. Um, you would think they would be, you know, sellers or like they have a lot of nice contracts with some of these, you know, younger, cheaper guys. You know, they could, you know, kind of like the Thunder. They could f- help facilitate a, all sorts of crazy trades. Um, if they want to get some sort of, you know, picks back or, mm-hmm. you know, like Kyle, you mentioned, take on an expense, maybe like swap, like a couple of your cheaper guys, consolidate them into one kind of expensive guy that someone's trying to offload and then take some picks back or something. Um, yeah, I feel like the Magic have a lot of flexibility because, um, like you say, they have a lot of guys, but I don't think any of them besides Ter- Terrence Ross is making significant money. Maybe yeah. Wendell Carter is making a little bit of money. But- Isaac's making a pretty good contract. I think Isaac's on a rookie deal still. No, but no, I guess not. No, he's been. He's. Are they he's, paying Suggs decently? Did he get a good? Well, Suggs he's on his rookie nice rookie deal. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just young. So yeah. So you have a couple guys who are a little expensive, but outside of that, I think it's a really easy. Kind of like with Thunder, I feel like there are all sorts of different possibilities here. The, the Magic don't necessarily have the GM that I I know and trust like Presty, but. Um, they got I your old GM, man. And the Magic to be involved in the trade deadline, and I couldn't tell you how. <laughs> well, they, I mean, I'm what do you got against Hammond? <laughs> I have nothing against Hammond. I That's just your boy. I, I'm. I, he is my boy. I love him. You drafted Giannis, him right? More than I love him more than ninety nine point nine percent of people. But I also, you know, would never compare him to Sam Presti, or else I think you just get like smitten by God because, you know, for that kind of blasphemy. <laughs> I think one of the crazier things, and it's not unexpected, is that Cole Anthony is such a better pro than Jalen Suggs is. Yeah. And he's found his niche. Um, and Fultz, he fits the mold pretty well here. They got him for free. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, and then you have RJ Hampton. Yeah, RJ Hampton was good pro, and he's a DNP coach's decision, right? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's just a weird roster. Look at how many centers and yeah, I was gonna there. say Wagner, Bamba, and Bull. One of those so you, guys needs to go. Yeah, like Bamba, Bamba and uh, yeah, either Bamba. Anthony or Suggs. Gary Harris needs to go. Quit playing Gary Harris. Gary Harris is a good if someone he's he's yeah, gonna be a great pro. Like a like a fringe team that's like a four five six seed, get a depth piece. Go get Gary. If the Harris. Cavs went out and got Gary Harris. I'd be very happy. Right. Yeah. I'm, a Bucks fan, you guys would be happy yeah. too. Yeah. He's just a veteran piece that can help you make a, a playoff run. So that that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking about here. You move Gary Harris somewhere. You move. I I want to see Mo Bamba get some uh, opportunity to be a twenty to twenty five minute guy somewhere. He was. He's, he's a, good. He's, a fun, he's yeah, efficient. He's a. And fun there's player. so many teams missing centers. Right. You put you put Bamba. I don't know what's going on with the Warriors. They they've been they, they need some center help, but I don't know if, if Bamba could help them over there. Um, certainly, like the Warriors have anything to offer. Maybe I don't know. Cash. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but an interesting team here. Uh, what's I want to go back to that. Uh, let me see. Pull up the Tankathon website. Let's look at that. NBA. Orlando is like if you were starting a two K team, you could just flip that thing. And keep one or two guys and well, be very happy. How do we? Uh, what, what, what's our assessment of uh, Banchero year one, rookie of the year? Yeah, he's he's up and down, but he performs. I mean, he's he's got a lot of offensive skill set. He's he, right there with um, Jabari Smith for me. Okay, like I think they're having similar rookie. I think um, to John's point, he has more offensive game. Yeah, but they're both. They're feeling it out. I mean, it's a tough position to join. Um, they got the two of the top. Unless you're like Zion and yeah. you just can't be blocked. But uh, Orlando's got the eighth pick at the moment right now with Chicago's pick. And then they and do the fifth. And their own pick. So this could be a fun, very important draft for them coming up where maybe after this draft, they're, maybe they're not a lottery team anymore. Uh, I think they make the flip. They, they could make a flip and maybe. I do too. Maybe not even a flip, but kind of like what Oklahoma City is doing this year. They're almost a 500-level team, and, and and then they can grow. So maybe they get one more kind of pick in the low teens, and then they're good to go. Guys. I'd rather be the Magic than the Wizards. Sure. I wouldn't be shocked if the Magic and the Thunder each win 10 or 15 more games next year than what they do this year. I mean, they're they're both primed in so many ways across their roster to make a big jump. The Wizards need to move uh, Bradley Beal, man. Do you, do you guys think, since you're talking about Beal, which one of these teams could pull like what the Wizards have done in the past or um, other teams and take on that big veteran contract for next year? Uh, look, you know, like the Wizards took on Porzingis. Mm. That wasn't to win now. Um, out of those two teams, who could you see doing that? Excuse me, out of Orlando and Oklahoma. Yeah, could you see either of them doing it? Taking on like a contract that they can afford, but it's a next year play. Yeah, I think it makes sense for both of them. Honestly, the Kings um, last year. That that trade for Zabonis wasn't for that year. I think both. I think both players could use a dynamic. What about a team like Utah? Utah is going to be moving. Danny Ainge is—he's found his groove again. 
that man. Yeah, I think Danny's. I think Danny's building a, a champion for the future, and I don't think I don't necessarily know if Beal fits his plan. No, they're not going to take big guys. They're going to move. They're building around marketing right now. Nothing really sticks out for Bradley Beal here. He's he, Beal's a win now player, so. Well, yeah, go to a win now team. But like, who, who could afford? It? Who could afford to do it? That's a tough, tough question. But like, what about like if you're? Can Miami? Miami could figure it out. It includes Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Miami could be fun. That Bradley Beal in Miami. Oof. Bradley Beal with those dudes. I'm liking that. That one. That one seems to be one that like that one like makes the most logical sense off the top of the head here. If you're uh, Philadelphia, if you're Philadelphia, could you do like Tobias Harris and Tyrese yeah. Max? Yeah. But then you're putting Beal with James Harden. Mm, yeah. James Harden's a point guard, so it works out fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily yeah. sure it's the right move. Brooklyn? Just like if you're if you're a team that wants to get a little more firepower and has some trade, has an asset like Maxi, who you know plays the same position as Beal, essentially point guard, sh- you know, shooting guard slash point Absolutely. guard. How about Denver? Denver moves moves Michael Porter Jr. And I was thinking Michael Porter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that could work. That that one's that one's feasible. I don't have any draft picks, but. Um, at that point, picks are getting yeah. sold until 2033. Right. Uh, but anyways, that's probably enough Orlando Magic talk, huh? What about Brooklyn? You want to we... move Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal? That's an interesting case because I. What is what has been the grade on Ben Simmons so far? F, D, maybe to be has, I mean, I mean, I can't so, give him that. Well. He's, he should be He's playing, excellent when he plays. But this is without Durant. These numbers should yeah. be better. Well, that's what you're going to get. Hmm. I don't know. I'll get seven I'll get turnovers. D plus. D plus. D plus. Great rookie year. Uh, but at one point. I mean, is he in the right situation right now? He's declined every year of his career, it feels like. Yeah. What is the right situation? Does he need to be put with a dynamic? I think he needs to be on a Shat team. Okay. I think he needs to just be given free reign. Box score hero. Like, yeah. like, a, like a Markel. Yeah, like I agree. I think he. Right. I think that would be the best uh, fantasy situation he, for he him. He needs I no pressure. The best, the best reality situation could potentially be the team he's already on where he can sure. defer to Kyrie and KD when they're healthy. But, but he can't uh, take the pressure. So where are we sending him? Are we sending him to like the? And if you're the Wizards, even if you're trying to get rid of Beal, I don't know if I don't know if anyone wants Simmons. I don't think he's like I think he's one of the least attractive contracts in the league right now because you don't really know what the hell you're getting, and when you do get him, he's afraid to score. I feel like the Jazz could snag Beal. That's a fringe team that could that could for next year. They're, I know John said no. It just it seems like it might. If they what keep Wolves doing, click on them. I don't think we've talked about them in the past few shows, so this might be a good. And we're expecting Carl Anthony Towns back soon, hopefully. Um, but anyways, Anthony Edwards, of course, forty-four points per game for fantasy. Kyle Anderson's been kind of the Renaissance man here, uh, really balling out. Uh, he had a bad game here, but otherwise, you see a thirty, a twenty, a forty-nine, a fifty-one, a forty-eight, twenty-seven. 
Uh, and this is a guy that I think a lot of people picked up for free. Yeah, he was a free agent, wasn't even drafted in most leagues. Uh, but he's definitely been benefiting from minutes and, and just being on the floor a ton. Um, so he's been a fantastic pickup this year. D'Angelo Russell, um, point guard number 14 here. I don't know. Is this the guy that's is – is he, is he tied to Minnesota for the next few years? Or is no, he, he's, he's, his contract's up this year. I think he gets moved. Moved so free agency next year. Yeah, and so this is a this is a prime trade candidate. Then, if they don't, if they're not, not going to get anything for him, like what's a what's an ideal landing spot for a guy like D'Angelo Russell? I don't have a lot of positives to say about Russell. I mean, when I watch him play, I like he's okay. Uh, he seems to put up better stats than what I see. I don't. Sure. He just seems like John has any more to say be, about Russell. I even own him on my team, and I'm not all that pleased. So he's he's never going to be the guy. He's out. He's going to be a nice a nice compliment to the guy uh, wherever that guy is. He's but, Evan Turner. Okay, I mean, he's a more skilled like with the ball Evan Turner. What what do we got to say on D'Angelo Russell, John? Yeah, I think he's you know he he he's relatively consistent and he plays a lot of games, but he's he's. A number three, uh, you know, in an ideal situation, he's your three or four, like he's your three or four best player on the team. So third or fourth. So um, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, if, if he is an expiring contract, like Drake says, I think, yeah, look for him to potentially be moved this year, especially with kind of how crazy things have gotten in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota is absolutely in win now mode because they gave up all their first round picks for Rudy Gobert. So um you know, if they could push, if they could trade D'Angelo Russell and get something they think might help them next year, and if theoretically thinking maybe our team will be healthy next year, like I think they would probably go for it. Okay. Gobert's gotten a lot of shit this year. Gobert wasn't gonna work unless KAT was there. Yeah, that was the idea. I thought right? those two were the perfect complements to each other. KAT shoots the best three-point percentage from a center. Like, dude's a baller, but. I mean, Gobert doesn't play sometimes in the last four minutes. Right. Names. Like, it's mm. – that you need KAT. No timetable. He's a cap. Yeah. So that sounds not great. This um, is why Jimmy watched, left this team. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, I, I think I think they're going to they, – I think they're going to have a really bad record this year, and they're, they're, their pick is unprotected to Utah, so – one of the most like underrated players is Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, mm-hmm. you look at his efficiency ratings; it's insane. Might not and be not, and Nas Reed. And Nas Reed is pretty spectacular when he plays. Yeah. Like he's one of those like point per minute guys who's. Jaden yeah. McDaniels has the best inside like field goal percentage in the league right now. Really. I just don't think he shoots a lot. Consistency is, is the hard point, but it is. It's not. Maybe he's a better basketball player than he is fantasy. But probably. He's. I mean, he's he a like some of those fantasy numbers. Yeah, he's a four to five category guy. It's just those dip nights are when he's going to score. You know, five or nine points. Yeah, um, he's playing every game. So yeah, for most part. A he's a good player to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with Torian Prince? Has he been anything lately? He's been getting minutes. That's the only thing that I, he tripped my sensors the other day on my waiver wire show. This is kind of like a guy that you can pick up, you know, for a night or two if you need someone or see someone's missing time. Uh, Jalen Noel has been a guy that I think earlier in the season was getting more run, not so much of late. 
Um, you know what a fun Tori and Prince story is? Well, yeah. Is that he was part of um, a trade from the Cavs to the T-Wolves to another team that helped land Donovan Mitchell the next year. Interesting. Is it a 3D chess move, huh? I don't think uh, Colby gets enough credit. That dude's like post LeBron the first time the Cavs were. They were bad. We were relying on a guy that doesn't think there is this round. So, what's what do you think's changed over there in Cleveland? Um, you no know, I think they, they took a different approach. Before they kind of let all the veterans walk and stuff, they kept love. Like they showed the loyalty to him and they've drafted really well and they make excellent trades. They got Jared Allen for free. We've talked about that. Levert. Levert for free. Was Rubio, was a Rubio was a free agent. Um, no, Rubio was part of that, the Torian Prince trade, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he came from Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. And they ended up with Donovan Mitchell somehow. So. I think they've done an excellent job drafting. Um, John can attest. I, I've been a huge critic of this team as well as a fan. So, mm-hmm. well, so I guess the next question is what what puts this team over the top then? Besides, you know, like obvious growth and like a Mobley and Mitchell and Garland and things like that. Like, what's 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 the next step for Cleveland to get better? They need that uh, that Levert spot. They need that four or the three. The three or the four. I mean, they have guys that can, yeah. I mean, Mobley will play the four and Allen together. Mobley's numbers with Allen are excellent. Mm-hmm. But he does not play a good defense without Allen. You know, I did notice that KAT and Rudy's situation. I noticed Okoro starting to put up some decent numbers. Yeah. When I think it was he when just Mitchell can't was score the basketball. Yeah, he had a couple nice games when Mitchell was missing time. But this looks like, keep in mind, like his points are whatever, nine points, yeah. nine, four. But the he fantasy, does all the other things. Fantasy numbers are starting to trickle up. And like if you if you if I remove the name from this resume and you see 23, 25, 14, 26, 22, 20, and 22 in a 12 man league, like this is a guy that's probably on our end of our bench. Um absolutely. So and then I the minutes continue to remain strong here too. So I, I think maybe it's a little little resurgence from Akora, who I think a lot of people were high on a year or two ago. Uh, maybe he's starting to to kind of find find his role with the team um, yeah he's he's got more of a defined role but i mean when he was drafted it was can he develop an offensive game we yeah. know he does all this other stuff really well and he continues to do that so yeah. um i don't know if he's ever a starter he's I a good he's the a, way he's... this team plays they need another scoring piece yeah which is weird to say with garland and mitchell but well, over the last seven days, you're seeing Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley all average over 20 points, which is and Mobley is doing that because Allen's back. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. So well, he's, he's got that big 38 point game in there, um, so that might skew things a little bit. Otherwise, no other games above 20 in the last Rolodex here that we're looking at. Mm. Um, Cleveland's not going to be involved in the trade deadline, are they? What do you What do you think? I think they grab a piece or two. Okay, um, they'll make some moves. Like, the, like a Gary Harris level trade where it's a guy yeah. that is just a piece, a seventh, eighth man veteran for the playoffs. Yeah. Like I mean, my ideal goal for this team is get to the second round. Yeah. Which I think they can do. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. John, did you have anything to add on the Cavs? 
I totally echo what Drake's saying about you know if they could upgrade that fifth roster, that fifth starter, the the wing, their 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 three, their small forward. I think that would be huge for them. Um, and you know, if it, I think that's true for some a lot of teams, but that would really really help them out. Um, and I, I, if they could do that and still keep Lavert, who is probably the best choice for that position right now. Um, and keep a coro. I don't know if it's even remotely possible, but if they can do that and keep those guys, I think that would make them absolutely deadly come playoff time. But hard to, you know, upgrade a position and not give anything up. So I, I'm not sure how it works, but if they can figure that out, if, if uh, Colby is as good as Drake says, I think they could probably pull something out of their hat. And, um, you know, like I, this team, you know, like a lot of teams is at the top of the East or the kind of the top half of the East, they're, a lot of jockeying for position right now. A lot of, um, I mean, the trade deadline is going to make one of these teams and it's going to break a couple of these teams. So, you know, I think everyone, every one of these teams needs to be aggressive at the deadline and and trying to grab pieces like Drake says. So Cleveland, I expect them to do that as well. And then uh, I just want to close think, out. Uh, oh, sorry, Kyle. You know, I was just going to say about the trades. Uh, Chetty and Dean Wade. Chetty. Dean Wade has actually been kind of a missing piece since he's been injured. He was out eight weeks. Um, but Look now he's kind of season finding a hard time to get a rotation spot. Yeah, he might be on the uh, on the way. Well, or they move yeah, someone to get him back into the rotation, like it right. Yesterday. Um, so definitely a name to keep an eye on. Position sixty nine, very nice. Uh, but I just wanted to before we're done with the Cavs, I just wanted to. I think we got to take a second to appreciate Darius Garland, guys. Um, fantastic player. Uh, where was he drafted by the Cavs again? Um, sixth overall, fifth overall, sixth overall. I mean, fifth or six for them for when, when they drafted him and they, and they had him in Sexton and it was kind of that two guard look and, and Garland pretty much said, we can, we can get rid of Sexton at that point. He's just continued to play very well. It's you also mentioned it's his birthday today. Um, so I no Mitchell tonight and we're expecting Garland to have a good game. Right. Um, but, uh, just fantastic player. Um, where was he drafted in fantasy this year? Second round, twenty third overall. Like, where where is he being drafted next year? Probably in the same mid to second, mid second round, late second round kind of thing like that. Yeah, sure. You'll have a Cavs fan in the back. Grab a Mitchell and Garland. Yeah, uh, but I just wanted to because everyone talks about Mitchell. I just wanted to make sure we we give appreciation to Darius Garland, and he, and he's not in the All Star conversation, is he this year? Yes, he is. Did he? Uh, I think he'll be he'll be a reserve. Okay. Uh, Mitchell was announced a starter. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, but, but I know Garland. The only good thing uh, Beeline did for her, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Whole he drafted it. Like yeah. Garland was his guy. He was. Yeah. Like, I watched this guy shoot, and yeah. I fell in love. Damn, I totally forgot about Beeline. And uh, yeah, man, what was I that? We're still paying him something to do something. I think he what was that him. locker room scandal? Oh my goodness! Uh, Thugs. We'll keep playing like up. a bunch of thugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, I think uh, I, I came up with one guy we do need to call out because I'm I just turned on the Cavs Rockets game. Um, maybe switch over to the Rockets quick. There's a player that I think uh, deserves a little love that we probably haven't talked a whole lot about. And I, I finally give them all the love. I finally caught some Rockets action last night because I had they were playing my Wizards. But let's there he is at the top there, Mister. Moon, who uh, is on a very special tear, and he's a he's a year two guy, right, Drake? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's on an incredible streak right now. And um, he played professionally in Turkey. Like coming out, he was one of my favorite players. These are, these are Jokic numbers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just terrifying. Is but he's like half the way to Jokic. That's the thing. I, I, when I watched him last night, I was like, this guy, he's he got a weird body shape yet. He needs to continue to, to keep putting on some. He's shifty. I haven't watched him this year. You may, maybe you guys can talk. John, keep going. Have you watched him play this year? I've watched him play a little bit, and he's yeah. very, very special. I mean, he he does have some of those Jokic qualities, you know, as you can tell by the stat line. Um, and yeah, he's 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 interesting. He's he's been a DFS hero. He's been a fantasy hero the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think if you could, uh, if you have like owners in your league who aren't paying attention, this could be a guy to try to target in a trade right now because. I think Houston is, uh, you know, their offense is kind of running through him right now, and it's probably – I don't see a reason why they're going to stop that this year. So, they're – he's a perfect tank commander too because he's a, you know, classic good stats, bad team guy. So, it's it's kind of a match made in heaven for what Houston's trying to do this year. Um, and he puts up amazing numbers. Uh, so, I last night I turned on the Wizards-Rockets game at about halftime. Watch the whole second half, and Houston's fun, man. Like they're they're not a good team, but that's just because they're so raw and they're so young. Uh, but when their moments of of momentum are positive, it's a you can see glimpses of like, okay, this team is, it's got some playmakers and some things. Um, but when the Wizards went on a run, it was Senjin who who kind of rallied the t- calmed the team down, and he was the guy that the offense ran through, and also. The defense kind of runs through him too, uh, so he, he's able to make his presence known on both sides of the floor. And he was the reason why that. I mean, the, Kuzma was hitting threes uh, in between third and fourth quarter right at the fringe there, and Senjin was the guy that that brought this team back. Not Jalen Green, not anybody else on that team, because they're they're kind of run and gun. But Senjin, he's he set the tone, and it, it was I I noticed it, and it was like that, that's he is the guy that uh, can potentially. You could build your franchise around this guy, and he just—he—he yes. he was, he was the guy that uh, when they when they needed a play, it was it was him making the play. Um, and when you surround him with a Jalen Green, I like Kenyon Martin, the Tari Eason. I thought he looked uh, pretty good last night. Uh, there's a, f- a few fun pieces. I don't know what's going on with KPJ. Um, KPJ is part of that dynasty, though. I think this team's yeah. going to be really good here soon. So like, it says reevaluated in one week. So Sanjan, KPG, Jabari Smith Jr. Um, and then I, I was impressed with this with Tari Eason. I wanted to watch him because he popped up on all the waiver wires uh, the last couple of weeks, and he's a guy that's going to continue to get a lot of minutes. He's he's more of a hustle player uh, when his when his shot is is hitting. That's when you're going to have the big nights. But otherwise, he's going to. So this was a bad shooting night for him, five points, but still a couple other uh, fantasy points here. But yeah, Senjin, man. Well, probably a fourth round pick in drafts, a fifth round pick yes. in drafts yeah. this year. This is a, a probably a, a end of the first rounder next year for those savvier. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've looked at where he was picked because last year I took him one of the last rounds. Sure. And he was held and he just started performing like not this good, but yeah, yeah he's um, that was a great fifth round pick. And yeah, he's just, um, he, he just seems like. 
he can be on that Jokic Giannis tier as long as they they keep him surrounded with good players that he can keep throwing the ball and assisting to and rebounding and and things like that. But yeah, uh, second year player and he's putting up a couple sixty ones, a seventy triple doubles. Um, special player could be a lot of fun. Anything else on the Rockets, uh, John? Why is Garrison Matthews on a team? Dude, okay. Um, so uh, about uh, early part of the fourth quarter, Kuzma goes on a little run of some threes. And for some reason, Garrison Matthews just decides, I'm going to shoot like four straight shots. And the team keeps giving him the ball. And he just keeps firing them up. So like, like I'm like, what? Get Mr. Garrison, no. Um, it, was, it was just, uh, yeah, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Not good. Not good. Anyways, uh, Drake or John, any final thoughts on Houston? Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. is very good, um, and that's that's enough for me. And I just if, – if you're new actually, to Washington's this, an ex- interesting piece, actually. I really liked him coming out this year. This guy right here, Washington? Yeah. Ty Ty? Um, you out of Kentucky, the dude has speed and handles that mm-hmm. are insane. Okay. We'll keep an eye on him. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think anything else with the Houston Rockets or otherwise. We're going on about – it's almost 7.30. Uh, we got maybe another 10 minutes left of the show. Um any any teams you guys want to call a shout out and we'll, we'll pull them up here. Or anything going through your minds that you guys want to make sure we get. Uh, talk What's about going that? on in Phoenix with all the injuries? Like who do you who do you play in Phoenix? I think they're they're getting back here because they got Paul back. Mm-hmm. Um, here, so the last seven days, <clears throat> Aiton's their top scorer. Chris Paul, Bridges, Josh Okogie had a monster. He had a career game uh, a week or so ago, uh, but Cam Johnson is back and he is he's scoring. Um, Biombo's had some nights because Aiton's been out. Uh, so it looks like we're just missing Booker and Cameron Payne. Uh, Sark is on every waiver wire. <laughs> and like, what's going on here? Oh, a couple 20. Ooh. He's coming back healthy and he's playing more. All right. As long as he can maintain those 20 plus minutes, I'm going to, we'll, we'll just put him on there for now. Uh, um, but Cam Johnson, guys. Uh, yeah, he's been great. He's good. And he's, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. He's going to yeah. miss either the front or the back end of a back to back. But, um, the first game back, he puts up 19 points, shot great. The other night, shot great, 24 points. And this is this was his bad game. He he missed some shots, but he still put you know put up six boards and assist for 16 points. And, and uh, he he's been if you look at the plus minus situation uh, in in your player pool, he's been one of the hottest ads. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, we're just waiting on Booker and campaign. Uh, yeah, I mean, Crowder's gonna get moved. Shambit coming back's huge. Chris Paul isn't what he used to be, but doesn't have to be. I, mean, I think this team makes a, a nice fantasy resurgence. Oh, look, Paul's been in the second half. Paul comes out firing here from the hip. Yeah, definitely a fantasy asset. He's getting those assists. He's just not the. Uh, I'm going to take know, over this game. I don't know. Former Georgia Tech, Josh Okoye. Uh, dude puts up a 24 10, four blocks. Like it was just a, a random game here. So he's going to probably triple out of the sensors if you're looking for waiver wire guys. Uh, but when he's been called upon, you look at the when he has minute spikes, useful for fantasy. So just something to file away in your brain if you ever see that Okogie's getting the start for the night. Um, but yeah, and, and I did notice too because we were kind of like maybe like two weeks ago we were talking about the show and we we're talking like when's Phoenix going to get going and it's all about their health. But they're just sitting right there at the, the top of the playing tourney, uh, basically tied with the Mavs. You know, so they're. They're going to get Booker back. They're probably going to finish as like the four or five seed. Um, 
and, and who knows, maybe even better yet, because there's a lot of a lot of ball. I mean, the Pelicans are they're finally experiencing what it's like without Zion and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Ingram just under. came back though. Ingram's back now. Ingram just came back. Yeah, okay. I think he played his yeah. first maybe, game last night. Yeah. Maybe let's set the, the table here for the Pelicans. Because Ingram's the best player on that team. Um in my that? opinion. Ingram and all right. Very crucial. So kind of just ease them back in with his minutes. I'm sure that's going to ramp up uh, pretty quickly here. But, yeah, 24 points in his first game back, no problem with that. Let's actually click into that game and look at the the lineup construction. I, I want John to answer me saying that Ingram was the best player on that team. <laughs> I mean, you know I think it's Zion. But it, it's a it's a 1A, 1B situation right now. And honestly, to be fair to McCollum, especially because those, yeah. those two have all been out or – all those two have both been out and they're still winning games and McCollum yeah. is playing fantastic. So you might, you could even argue it's a one, a one B one C situation. In, in, Absolutely. In this team is set up when they're healthy. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, like, they're very balanced. They just need to be healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, as far as fantasy goes right now, I mean, of course, McCollum, Valanchunas, Ingram, these guys are must own players. What's, what's Larry Nance doing up here? Um, Nance Bass. A he's solid of, fantasy player. Yeah, the last few games looks like he's been stepping into a more prominent role. Maybe someone to keep an eye on. Trey Murphy, uh, another player that probably needs to be rostered while injury. Oh, look at the minutes! Holy crap! Um, That's because Dyson Daniels is out. Yeah, this Kyle. <laughs> yeah, this is um. Well, this is one of those situations where the minutes are fantastic. The points are a little bit less to be desired, but I, I do like the player. Yeah, let's let's just take a look here. I thought this guy was – I mean, this guy was trending in the right direction. Then he gets hurt uh, against Denver here. Uh, that's just unfortunate, the timing of it. But anyways, uh, Najee Marshall playing well. What's going – Jackson Hayes isn't getting um, – He hasn't been the same since he got tased. Yeah. <laughs> like most people aren't, but uh, to be fair. Uh, but anyways, like he's he – just he hasn't taken a step uh, forward, the, and especially with all the injuries they've had. He hasn't really carved out a role for himself. I think Nance is kind of, Nance, Nance is taking that. Yeah. yeah, they they gave him ample chances. I feel like, but Hayes has just not been able to take advantage of it. Yeah. Nance is a pro. I loved Nance. I'm Nance like, is the yeah. ideal. Yeah. He's a pro uh, player. Yeah, but it looks like. Um, What's the word on Zion? Have? I I think uh, starting to get closer, but um, you know, probably post All Star break. Yeah, that makes sense. So but I think he's I think he's on track for it, but you know, Do you see this team making a move, a move? Go grab a Gary Harris. The Pelicans, you mean? You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like with some of these younger random guys that I didn't really know existed last year, like Troy Murphy and mm -hmm. uh or Trey Murphy and um Marshall Herb. and um Herb Jones. Uh, Dyson, you know, like those are those are all guys who play that wing, you know, kind of two three, which Gary plays. Like, now is Gary an upgrade on those guys? Certainly, but um, I mean, but do you need like is Gary Harris help you a lot because you have a couple guys who just kind of came out of nowhere who are useful? Do you want to make the playoffs this year as like um, you know the Pelicans GM? My ex boy from the Cavs, yeah. What's your you know? what's your win now move? Like, where do you improve this team? Because you you have good players at every yeah. position on this team. I think like, they already I made their win. Move a single I position you, on this team. I think you just wait for Zion. 
Um, Wait for Zion to come back. Like Devonta Graham has been a huge disappointment. Yeah, he's just got lost. But I mean, uh, it, when you insert Zion back into this lineup, that's going to push maybe either Trey Murphy or I think they're going to leave Herbert Jones in the lineup. But that'll push maybe Murphy out. Yes. And that's your shooter off the bench. You still have Nance as a big man off the bench. You have backup point guards there. So like they're already, you know, they're already three or four guys. I don't know what a Gary Harris would do for this team. Um, Probably not much. I mean, I mean, at that point, you're 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 basically saying, can you can you package Devontae Graham and Jose Alvarado for for like if you want to upgrade your backup point guard or something? I don't I don't know. I don't even know if you can move Devontae Graham. I think he's going to be an add-on. Yeah, I do see this team making a trade. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe a true backup center to Valanciunas, you know. Move move Hernan Gomez and and pair him with somebody and see what you can do. Yeah, pair him with Graham and but go get Mo Bamba. Let's put yeah, Mo they all, they all, let's trade your, trade your players and see what you get. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Ingram. The, Ingram's got the next two weeks through the All Star break to get his legs underneath him. Zion's going to return. This team should settle in just fine. But like they're on that. They're on that slippery slope right here. They're two and eight in their last ten games, just a game ahead of the playing tournament right now. So yeah, I mean, look at four through ten. Yeah, they need to get on it because yes. um, it's well, even like look at go back. I mean, at that point, the you know, Dame's back. coming. Dame's trying to get in. You know, it's it, it's uh, they're on. They gotta they gotta get on the horse here because it's it's. Do we need to talk about the Trailblazers quick? I mean, they got some guys. Not too much to ask. Well, I, I think it's kind of interesting. The three seed in the West and the eleven seed in the West are not separate. They're pretty damn close to each other. That's the pretty, West. I, I haven't be noticed good. that before. That's twenty-seven wins versus twenty-three wins. It's a difference of four and a half yeah. games. Yeah. Yikes! Um, yeah, so it's going to be a battle for. We can talk about the Trailblazers next week. You uh, you just good? a little teaser, John. You got any one-liners for us on the Trailblazers? Uh, Dame with his uh, uh, Dame is tied for third all time with uh, his fourth ever sixty point or sixty plus point game. Not fantasy, but actual, just straight up points. Um, he he did that, yeah, just yesterday. And um, yeah, I think the only people above him are Kobe and Wilt. Uh, Kobe did it six times. Wilt did it thirty-two. Dame, uh, James Harden, and I think two other guys have done it four times. So. Pretty pretty interesting stat across the board, um, but um, yeah, Lillard is like like you said they're making a little bit of a like hey Lillard's like this is kind of our chance to make the playoffs. I want to make a push. I gotta absolutely take over because that's the way we're gonna do it, and he's doing it because <laughs> it's always Dame. Whenever it's Dame time, Dame yeah. shows up. So he's he's um, he's a tour de force right now and playing like a an elite. NBA player, an elite fantasy asset. If you have him on your team right now, you're certainly incredibly happy. Is there any way they can be buyers at the trade deadline, or are they they strapped? I, I, I don't see it. To me, unless you're completely blowing it up, well, like you know, John said, like they moved McCollum last year. Yeah, that was a step into that direction, and they didn't do anything to improve this roster mm-hmm. this year. So I don't know. They're in like that weird purgatory, but yeah, Dame is basically playing like LeBron is playing for the Lakers. It's like I'm one of the best basketball players in the league, and I'm just gonna do it. Um, you know, they made the move for Jeremiah Grant. I thought that might have been yeah better um, for them, but they got no bench. They just don't. Yeah, they don't have bench. They don't have scoring outside of Dame. I mean, Simon's imagine if this team had CJ McCollum. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with Simons every now and then, but Nurkic uh, yeah. has been in and out. Eubanks is a decent backup guy, but they just they don't have any. They, they paid Peyton. I mean, but Eric Peyton Lasso's was a guy because he played for the Warriors. I mean, Bledsoe hasn't played a single game. Um, yeah, they they have an okay big three, but the depth is just like the cupboard is so bare. Um, you know, you see, like you mentioned, they, they traded away McCall. I'm like, what the hell did they get for him? Like, what what did they add to this roster when they lost McCall? I'm sure they got a pick or something. What but, did they get? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, there's not a notable. I don't know. So they've, you know, they've kind of went one foot in the tanking, one foot in, in mm-hmm. you know, competing because you have Dame Lillard, who's amazing, and um, this was a seven team tr- or seven player trade. Yeah, they got Nance. Portland received Josh Hart, Tomas Sadaransky, Alexander Walker, Didi Luzada, and <laughs> first-round pick. What happened with that first-round pick? It was protected, so it became a fucking second-round pick. Sorry for my swearing. Oh, you're great. <laughs> it, it, wow. it, 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 oh, be- they got no firsts? Yeah, no, it, it was protected, so it eventually became a second. So they got the best two players in this deal. Yeah. We like Nance. Hart's wow. fine. He's, he's, he's fine. And Alexander yeah. Walker and uh, Sadaransky aren't on the roster this year. Right. Like, I mean, I thought- Sato is old, but uh, Alexander Walker was supposed to, I mean, theoretically was a, a piece in that trade. He was coming. Team, but, and he's not even on the team anymore. So, yeah. yeah Utah. He's not playing because they what, have- a, what, what a weird trade for Portland. I mean, uh, McCollum's not young, but he's he fits Dame's timeline really well. I just don't understand – why Since Portland. 2013, they've reached the playoffs every time with McCollum. Like, what what was your end goal here? Unless you trade yeah. Dame. Yeah, I'm not they sure what the... they need to trade Dame. That's the only. And 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 neither side wants to do that. No, nobody wants to. I mean, Dame wants. So to they're stay. they're definitely in a little bit of purgatory because Dame is too good to keep you. You know, you're not going to ever be at the bottom if Dame is healthy and playing because Dame is just too damn good. Yeah, they're always going to be around, hovering around that 500. It's it's it's, it's a LeBron effect, you know. He, he has too much heart for them to be shit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, tune in next week to see how we decide to fix the Blazers. We'll blow it up or something. I'm not sure. We'll we'll, we'll talk more in depth about the Blazers. I mean, at this point, this is what we're we're we've been back in the show. I think this is our fourth week. Uh, so we've been covering as many teams as possible. I'm not sure which teams are left. We'll try and figure it out. Um, but I don't any. Final thoughts there for you, Drake, before we get out of here and look forward to next week? No, I I think next week's theme should be blowing teams up, making other teams better, and uh, – Finding a home for Bamba. Yeah, finding a home for Bamba and slapping some – you know, we might introduce a, a little DraftKings or something. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, what, yeah, what, maybe, maybe a little trade deadline primer and a little DFS. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun the next few weeks because we're at yeah. the trade deadline, and we all know what the NBA trade deadline does. And then, uh, even like the, so, the like the trade deadline like energizes us for it essentially just. I, I love how the NBA has the All Star break. It's so different from the NFL because they do their their Pro Bowl disaster at the end of the year, where like the All Star game, it's like That's setting the table for the playoff run for fantasy. And it's just kind of like an intro to like, okay, this is it. This is the time where you, this is where your fantasy team is going to put up or shut up, right? Um, yeah. So we're, we're just now entering the, to me, the prime of the fantasy basketball season. It's a lot of fun. 
And uh, I don't know, maybe next week. I don't know what times work for you guys. We'll look at the schedule Tuesday or Thursday. And uh, if we can maybe start the show 20 minutes before lock, we can just talk as many DraftKings theories as we can. Maybe we whip out some kind of crazy $2, $4 lineup or something. We will get into it. But, uh, John, any final thoughts from you? Um, no, I, I think uh, I'm just so glad we talked about Shingun. He's uh, he's fun. So I get it. Go watch the Rockets play one game uh, before the All Star break. That's your homework, everybody. Well, I'm sure Drake's headed to watch the Sen Gun tonight. Uh, unless you catch that, do you do you watch that on a replay or something? Or oh uh, no, I'll, I'll go watch it. I gotta uh, gotta put it on the iPad though. Okay. Don't get TV privileges. <laughs> we'll take your notes on Senjin. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us, John and Drake. We will see you guys. Uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for your, thanks for your time. Peace.